Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this is episode 395. It's great to be eight years old because we're celebrating <laughs> the eighth anniversary of the podcast today. Um, which I think it was a couple days ago. I'm not a hundred percent sure when it is anymore. <laughs> um, but here we are. We've been around for eight years. We're five episodes away from 400. Um, it's been quite the run. Yes, it has. So anyway, before we get to that, how are you? I'm doing very well. We're doing this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Almost quitting time. Uh, I mean, yeah, almost quitting time. Uh, yeah, hey, before we get started, um, I am going to be announcing not a new podcast, but a new podcast venture in the next couple of weeks, and I'll have some links to share when I get everything up and running, so everybody kind of keep an ear out for that. Um, with that and an eye. What? Yes, and an eye. And Both eyes. Uh, <laughs> all right, with that being said, let's just hop into. Uh, it's our eighth anniversary, dude. Like, I cannot believe I've been doing this show for eight years. Yes, I. I can't believe I did you've not been doing it for like it three. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's been so much fun. It's still so much fun. I, I, I honestly, I have more fun doing this with you than I have with anybody else. Um, you know, obviously Brian and I started it and. He did it for as long as he could be consistent at anything in his life, which was great that I got that much out of him. But uh, he has new books coming out soon, finally, after eight years. So that's super exciting for that. And when that's out, he's going to come back on and, and talk about his new books. So, oh, but, that's really uh, cool. I know. So, I mean, it's I, like, it's, I think it's ever closer to, to having, like, being able to get the next Harlem Shadow book. Um, which is great, which is awesome. And, and, you know, it's a shame that it's been eight years and there's not like 25 Harlem shadow books out. And so, um, but I get it. He's busy. He's got stuff to do and, you know, money and making those things aren't easy. And, you know, like, honestly, like he doesn't have like an Eric July level of, uh, notoriety and, and, you know, can't tap into that fan base quite yet. So, but he'll get there. Um, yeah, so I mean, just some of the cool things like over the last eight years, we've talked to Daniel Piscina, we've talked to Jay Torres, we've talked to, um, oh shit, what's Brandon's last name? Um, the guy who co wrote <laughs> Curling Devil Dinosaur. Um, and, and you know, some some pretty fun stuff like Haley's been on a few times, my daughter, when, when we talk about stuff. Um, she's actually our special YA correspondent for the things that DC sends us, um, to see if we want to review and. Uh, the most recent one, she was like, I got five pages in and, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks for saving us the time. Yes, she does that so we don't have to. And then if there's something good, she'll come on and she'll like talk about it with us and why she thinks it's good and why, why people should read it. But um, there's yet to be one. So I don't, I don't know what that says about DC other than, you know, get your heads out to your asses. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, do you have any like things like memorable moments? I mean, over the last couple of years. 
Well, I just re- I just think about some of the things we went to go see, like okay. uh, Civil War, because mm-hmm. that was in 2016. So yeah. you were doing the. I think we did a kind of like a reaction. Oh, we did right out of the theater right out, for in that the, in the parking lot of the uh, of the Regal and Mason. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Thing, see, yeah, I, I want to like do that. more stuff like that because yeah, that's right. Because we tacked it on at the uh, the very beginning or end of the show. Yeah. So things like that and. You know, not quite as good things like uh, Justice League. Yeah. But yeah. So oh, and we we've done we've done some live shows. Like I mean, yeah. um, you know, I did the the um, Ohio Toy Show a couple times. Uh, what three or four times? Um, and like Brad, our T-shirt guy, joined me for one of them, which was great. Um, but then we got to do fretboard uh, where we did the live yeah, fretboard live twice. twice yeah. um, which See, the first we one. Had the- we had a huge group there, which was amazing. And like their bar tab was like crazy. They were telling me about it. And then, um, the second one we did in November, in November, and we, we collected almost a hundred toys for toys for tots. Yeah. And then, um, we had the ghostbusters after afterlife show with the, uh, what, what is the, the ghostbusters fan club? What is that called? Oh, the real like Ghost, the, ghostbusters of Ohio with Carlo. Yeah. 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 I don't know. He was like telling me something about the next movie. I'm like, they're making another one. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I knew they were, but I completely forgot. I kind of forgot. Yeah. I, well, I did too, until I saw something probably like two weeks ago. about yeah. it. So I say, Oh yeah, they are doing that. Um, you know, I mean, we've talked about doing a whole bunch, not just the, the boring Denny villain, quote unquote Dune. Um, you know, obviously Which, Star Wars and Marvel and DC and, and yeah. all Which, that fun by stuff. by the way, just a quick, uh, I saw that part two might get pushed back to 24, depending mm-hmm. on what goes on with the strike. I mean, I don't so, know why they need, they're going to need to put stuff out. Like they can't, they can't do what they did with the pandemic and start moving stuff which, around. People are going to be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm just going to, I'm not going to bother going to the theater anymore. How many times did we say that yeah. during that time? How many times? So... But I mean, you have to put stuff out. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you look at it like right now, like so Oppenheimer out is out and Barbie is out. Um, combined, they did like $32 million on Thursday night previews, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah. Like Barbie was $22 million of that. That's crazy. And AM, AMC said that they have like 40,000 people who have bought tickets for both movies on the same day to see both. So they can do that Oppenarby. I didn't, where'd you see, where was that at? That's that's hilarious. Well, everyone's calling it Barbieheimer, and I'm calling it Oppenheimer uh-huh. because he deserves the respect to be the top build because he yes. created the atomic bomb. I've become destroyer of worlds. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we've done cool stuff. Like when we went to the the non expendables and the Scott Pilgrim double feature, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, we went and saw the not expendables. We went and saw nobody died. They're not, you can't call them the expendables when nobody dies. You know, we went and saw Brightburn and had burgers and then came back and talked about it. You know, it's just like, it's been so much, it's been so much more fun. And the fact that we've talked about such a wide range of things. Yeah. We, we went to new mutants at the height of the pandemic and I got dirty looks from a lady for not wearing a mask. And, (laughs) So you guys didn't have to see that shit stain of a movie. 
<sighs> Which is a shame because Anna Taylor Joy was by far the best part of that and perfectly cast as magic. Oh Perfect gosh, she casting. was so good. Yeah. So it's like, why did you waste? I don't understand why they wasted the demon bear as the first story, but whatever. Yeah, you talk, we um, talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. It still bothers me to this day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I've been right about so much stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I mean, like the box office stuff and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 talked about um, Sound of Freedom, which it's over a hundred million dollars domestically. Um, yeah. Whereas Top Gun. Our Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, which we both really liked, by the way, and gave super high scores to, um, is sitting at 95 after two weeks domestic. Now, it's 169 worldwide. Obviously, The Sound of Freedom is not going to get a huge international release. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, but I I think this weekend is going to be kind to Mission Impossible. I don't think it's going to have a massive drop, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of these movies like the, the, the other ones, they do really well overseas. Like they just do. I mean, Tom Cruise is a global movie star. I, I, I can't. <laughs> um, you know, we've talked about Indiana Jones and, and the douche of density and, you know, I mean, it's what, uh, it's been out for 20 days so three weeks and it just crossed 300 million. And, oh yeah, and it's actually globally. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and and it's actually broken even because of it's got that three hundred million. No, it's not broken even. You didn't hear the sarcasm. Oh, 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 according to oh, CBR, according, or oh, actually, oh. it I was think a it was CBR was a deadline, <laughs> but it was originally Collider, I think, because oh. I looked back at. I think it was actually Collider. I, one, either way, yeah, it's, yeah, that was absolute sarcasm. Somebody said because it crossed 300 million. Well, it cost 329 million to make. And it's sitting at 308 million. So even yeah, when by it hit, that math, they're they're still down 11 million dollars or 21 yeah, million dollars. Yeah. When it hit 302, I think it was last weekend or or Monday the article may have come out. Oh, I and wish you would have shared that with me. I would have gone on yeah. Twitter and just like annihilated them. So, yeah. Oh, it, they were annihilated. It's yeah. just like factually incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> many of those yeah like dude how, and again and anyway that's a whole nother story but right, right, yeah there's right. been a lot of stuff going on over the last eight years that we've you know been a part of whether prior to me you know getting the call up yeah and afterwards too yeah so, I, I still can't believe it's been eight years that you've been doing this. Yeah. And, you know, I like that you said the call up, like you're in the minors or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was down there doing my own podcast for 10 people. And, you know, I got that call and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to the show. <laughs> huh? Have you ever been to the show? They have fresh towels. <laughs> you stay in hotels. You fly from game to game. <laughs> Thank you, Crash Davis. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to worry about relocation fees. <laughs> right. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, but no. So thank you. Actually, most importantly, thank you all for joining us on this on this little journey. Um, I mean, like we've been doing really well the last few weeks, like with some reinvigorated uh, 
new listeners and, and things like that, Spotify, uh, honestly, if you're listening to us on Spotify, thank you. Like I, I did not realize how powerful the Spotify platform was. And, um, for us in particular, until I really started digging in the analytics a couple of weeks ago, especially because when like we had the technical issue where we were off for a few weeks on Spotify and, um, for everybody who didn't like unsubscribe or stuck with us on Spotify and then went back and re-listened to, to like the older episode, the, the five episodes that were, were re-uploaded. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's big time. Yeah. So you're the real hero. <laughs> you're the real heroes. <laughs> it's not us. You're the real heroes. Um, now nah, I finally had laser vision to burn a guy in half who threw a bottle at my kid. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, so let's, uh, so again, just thank, thank you so much. It, it, it's been, it's been a joy and here's to however many more years we keep doing this, but as long as it's fun, we're going to keep doing it. Uh, soups and Lolo. So this, you sent me this from bounding into comics and, uh, I, I'm going to put this firmly in the rumor category. Yeah. Um, yeah. For two reasons. One, like the CW Warner brothers and HBO max have been very vocal about how much this show makes for them. Um, so it says here next season of Superman and Lois on the CW rumored to be absolutely butchered by budget cuts. Now, uh, there's a quote down at the end here, um, that talks about, Oh, um, Oh, where'd it go? It's talking about the Arrowverse and how, like, for the first time ever, like, Superman and Lois will look like an Arrowverse show. Um, oh, here we go. Um, uh, here. Uh, the CW told him the budget was absolutely been butchered to effing bad crisis levels. So bad it may resemble a typical Arrowverse show by the end. So I, I, you know, I mean, obviously these are, these are like quote insider reports, um, happen to be buddies with various producers associated with the DC shows on the CW, but it's not saying a producer from Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the article also goes on to talk about our readers will recall that the network and the WB got so desperate that producers, um, but especially Arrow EP, Mark Guggenheim had to spend their own money out of pocket to keep things afloat to make Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover as big as possible. The Arrowverse died to death ignominiously at that, and Superman and Lois won't be a, a immune to the debacle legacy. Um, to its debacle legacy, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just like looking at this, and it's like they cut a lot of staff, right? Um, and they're saying the season four drama, Superman loses his powers so they don't have to pay for special effects. This follows the news the cast is getting fired. Like, they already had him lose his powers. I, I don't think they can dip back into that well. Yeah, I, I, and again, I I know we're you know treating this as rumor. And I again, I don't know this is going to happen. Would I be surprised if it happened? I actually wouldn't just because knowing who the parent company is and what they've done before with some of these shows I, or and movies. I'm hoping this is more just kind of like knee jerk 
and kind of somebody talking, you know, what the what's the worst that could possibly happen yeah. instead of this is going to happen. Right. I really hope it's that because, again, I, I was, you know, I, I said it when I was a little bit concerned about leading into this season or this season. This was like at the I think it was before the but you heard about the cuts. Yeah. And when the, I don't know, the, I, I like the ending. And I thought with these cuts, you could get back to the nitty gritty of what's important in this show. Right. And it, that in itself yeah. is enough to me in the sense of as far as budget cuts, mm-hmm. cutting pretty much everyone except the Kents and Lex Luthor. Right. So I, I don't think they would necessarily just butcher the budget more. If it happens, though, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't necessarily think they're going to do that. Because, again, like you said, you just said they talked about how much this makes for them, you know, repeat and streaming and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's. They would be killing themselves with this particular show if they had Superman lose his powers again and then he's yeah. just half spent half the season without his powers or something like that. I mean, and, and a powerless Superman versus Lex Luthor is not an interesting story. No. So, um you know, it says here, following the news that the rest of the cast getting fired, most characters' journeys, including those of Lana Lang, her daughter Sarah, and her ex-husband, as well as those of the title characters' twin sons, Jordan and John, uh, will be left open while the main storyline shifts to focus on Clark, Lois, and Lex Luthor. Jordan Jordan and Jonathan are, are not not part of the show. Like, yeah, John, they're still a big part. Jordan's going to have to be a major part of the show coming back because Clark is fighting on the moon. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, like, yeah, maybe we're not going to get like that huge set piece from the end of Superman or season two when he went and he just absorbed as much sunlight as he could to get repowered. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we had that amazing, just that amazing sequence where he was like, you know, Omega man. <laughs> Like you can't even call him Superman. He was way more powerful. Um, and uh, I know the Omega man is something else, but you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. Like I, I'm, I'm reading this article and like, it should definitely like JB Augustine should have definitely put this as rumor as the title next season. Superman, you know, could be absolutely butchered by budget cuts. And then it, it should be listed as television and opinion. Because there's a fair amount of that within this article, um, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I was making the joke, it's like all these diversity chiefs are getting fired from all these studios and streamers and stuff. And it's like, oh look, they just went and they they kept like the what five white actors. <laughs> um, it's like, well, I mean, that's one way to cut costs, I guess, um, but. You know, I mean, here's the thing is at the end of the day, if they want this show to go out with a whimper, great, they can do that. Um, But I can't see them killing what could potentially be a golden goose for them to keep that like that mainline linear like television audience hooked as a way to draw them to max. Right. And, yeah. and if the CW is going to cut the budget, David Zasloff would be really stupid to not just say, great, we're taking this and we're putting it on max. You guys can, can fuck right off right now. 
Right. So, yeah. And, which again, we would have, we constantly talked about last mm -hmm. year. Yeah. So anyway, um, all right. So moving on to our next story. Um, Oh, wow. That was right at the, exactly at the 20 minute mark. I have not watched the two new episodes yet. Um, but justified city primeval two part series premiere review. Um, this was from Forbes. Um, I read through it a little bit without getting into spoilers. It's pretty positive. Um, so, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, they do call out like the fact that the city primeval book features a homicide detective named Raymond Cruz. And this is like, you know, they just moved Raylan into this for, you know, consistency. Um, but yeah, so Jen and I are almost done with our rewatch of Justified. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll hopefully be able to watch this tonight or tomorrow. Um, but I'm super excited for it. And I'm really glad, like there's been a couple bad reviews, but overall the reviews have been pretty good, especially for Timothy Oliphant. I mean, he's a, he's a badass, like, you know, so thoughts. Well, considering that I'd never finished justified. Yeah. You insert, never finished it. Insert, insert, you know, insert, How dare you? uh, holier than thou judging. I, I'll wait. How dare you? One more for posterity. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but I actually How was thinking you? about even. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I I was uh, even though I hadn't finished it, I was thinking about checking this one out because. So I did read you did not have to watch Justified to understand what's happening in this. That's good. So, so I mean. Again, I again. This is a show that I, I think I got through the first two seasons and was somewhere in season three. Okay, uh, and I never just got back to it. Now, season three is is, uh, is objectively the worst season of the six seasons of Justified. Um, but it's like I don't know. Justified's like I'm super biased. It's my favorite show of all time. I've never not you know been completely open about that. More than Succession? Yes. Succession is my favorite HBO show of all time, but Justified is my favorite show of all time. All oh, time. Wow. I, I, I didn't, I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Um, like rewatching it has been a blast and rewatching it with Jen, who's watching it for the first time. Um, Jen is my girlfriend. Uh, it has been a lot of fun because like, she's really enjoying it. And like, she comes home from work and she's like, justified time. I'm like, um, yes, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> It's like I grew. So, you, it's like I grew you in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I like non-justify related, but I finally started watching Orange Is the New Black. Oh, interesting. I didn't finish that one. Yeah, but, I'm almost done. With, we're almost done with season one. Yeah, and I actually like it. I, I I like it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. But yeah, as far as justified, I or this uh, city prime was it city city, city prime evil prime evil. Cindy Primeval, I will, I'm going to take a look at this yeah. uh, probably this weekend. So they released the first two episodes and then it'll be a one episode weekly release. Um, it does not say how many episodes it's supposed to be, or at least I'm trying not to like be spoiled by too much in the review, but I mean, yeah. So over the next like six or seven weeks, okay, we'll have something. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not like FX, like I'm, you know, they, they can do wrong, but they, they typically don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they have some good stuff. Yeah. They really do. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah. So that's just real quick. Um, all right. So, and then our last bit of, uh, news today is talking about the, uh, the right, uh, the SAG after strikes. Um, it's, it's getting crazy out there. You have, um, people like Jane Fonda, who is a millionaire many times over Lily Tomlin, who's a millionaire many times over out there acting like they're in the poorhouse. Um, you have these people who are out here like talking about AI and things like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You, you, you should like someone's likeness should be protected from AI. Like if you want to use someone who's been, who's passed, you should have to go to their estate and get their permission. Plain and simple. Absolutely. Um, so, but, uh, the first thing is not everything is is shut down. Um, so there's a link from the Hollywood reporter that which movies and TV shows are still in production. So essentially the union has reached like interim agreements with a number of independent films and TV projects and some other series, um, operate on a separate contract. Um, and that's like, you know, honestly, if they were, if they were like shutting down these independent movies, like they're just being rude. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah it, it was interesting. I'm glad to see a list up and, you know, a 24 is one mm. of the ones. Yeah. You know, that's, that's that one of the studio independent studios that we really like. It, 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 it's not, it's not, not always a hit movie, but I, I like their vibe usually. Usually yeah. it's generally one of those it's those one of those studios that I'll it's like, you know what? It's a it when I find out I was like, okay, this trailer looks okay and it's like, oh, it's A twenty four. I might give it a whirl. Yeah. So yeah, so, so there's um Death of a Unicorn with Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega and, and Mother Paul Mary Rudd is um a galactic treasure. Um <laughs> and then Mother Mary with Anne Hathaway and Michael Coel. Um, and then the other one they called out was flight risk, which is, um, a movie, uh, directed by Mel Gibson starring Mark Wahlberg. And then, um, the, the angel studios showed the chosen, which, um, I guess is crowdfunded. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I Um, didn't realize that either. It's a TV series about the life of Jesus and they have an agreement to finish the fourth season. Um, I mean, I imagine that they had to do that because it's crowdfunded, some of this stuff I've never even heard of, though. But like, oh, there's a lot of the stuff I've never heard of. Um, I mean, I, I've got this list now of things that like I definitely want to check out because they were able to. There, it's going to be the only thing we can watch. Um, so, and then some of the other things like America's Got Talent, uh, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, Jeopardy, and Celebrity Jeopardy, which. Uh, I'm curious because like with Celebrity Jeopardy, I don't think anyone from the, the Screen Actors Guild is allowed to do that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting. And then um, do you know who Bethany Frankel is? No. Um, okay. So she, I guess she's like on one of those like housewife shows. So she's coming out and saying now that the reality stars should start striking. And it's like, oh, yes, please. Actually, you all should Please strike. do. Please like, do. Yes. A- a- as a matter of fact, you should all just quit 
like just rage quit. And, um, and yeah. So, but pretty much the only thing we're gonna have to watch is wrestling. Darn. I mean, shoot. The, I mean, do we have although, to? I mean, blood and guts. Although, the blood and but blood and guts match was pretty boring. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but the rest of the show was great <laughs> on Wednesday. How about uh, uh, MJF and Adam Cole, baby? Their yeah. new music. Oh yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I need a new ringtone because all about the boom is my ringtone. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so so like this is interesting. So there's still stuff going on, and then. Um, so sticking with the strike, we've got we've got two more bits of things. Um, so hopping back over to Bounding into the comics, there is a just a write up um, by uh, Nerdigans Inc. That's interesting. Um, SAG after strike, Lucifer star DB Woodside reveals big cost actors incur while filming on location, and um, the TLDR. He's complaining that he has to pay to live in. So um, Lucifer, I believe, was shot in Vancouver. So he has to pay to live in Vancouver while keeping a house in L.A. Um, and while working on location. And, like, if he wants to fly home, he has to pay for it. And and all of this stuff that, like, you're working a job. Like, a relo- you're relocating for a job. Right. Like we've all done yeah. this. We, we, we've talked to like, right. you know, I mean, I have, I have several times almost left Cincinnati and like, it's like, yeah, we'll relocate you. You, you, you know, you move here, you, you do this, you do that. Um, bada bing, bada boom, you here now. Um, but he's got this really long thing and he's talking about why residuals matter. Um, and, and at the end, I kind of want to read through the whole thing. Um, but at the end, so he says, uh, and that is why when most jobs finish, actors are racing to find their next job because the clock is always ticking financially. Sure, you're contract employees. I get that. Um, and then he says, residuals matter. The idea that all actors are millionaires is bullshit. The top 1% of actors are doing really well. The majority of actors are not. Lastly, it wasn't always this way. It changed for cost-cutting purposes. But guess who saves millions by shooting in other cities and other countries? The studios. Um, I, I find this to be a really disingenuous thing here. Like, if you know that you're going to be on a show, so if you sign a three-year deal for a show, and it takes off and it gets additional seasons, right? Just relocate to where it's shooting. You don't even have to buy. You can just rent something. You can rent your house in L.A. to somebody else. Like, you right. don't have to... Like, oh my God, oh, I'm sorry, you're making, you're making $30,000 an episode. So every eight days you're getting $30,000. Wow. Wow. Because DB Woodside is like a D-list celebrity. Like he's most known for the last season of Buffy where he's most known for being one of the worst parts of the last season of Buffy. Um, Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not completely insensitive to the idea of having to do this and being away from your families and things like that. But you look at actors like, um, Nick Offerman and, uh, Megan Mullally, they do not take jobs that will keep them away from each other from two, for more than two weeks at a time. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's in his book. Um, you know, and, and, and it's things like that. Like if your family's so important to them, either only take jobs in LA, 
don't take series regular roles or I don't know, learn to code. Now, again, and I mentioned this when you, when you brought this to me before the meeting, there are some things that I absolutely could see from, from his side of things, as far as the, you know, the relocation stuff, because again, if we relocate for right. a job, you know, any good job is going to give you relocation costs. Right. Now, if I like I know the example I gave, if I relocate it next year, and then two years later, they want me to relocate again. They're going to give me something to help me relocate for right. that as well. That's true. So, so like doing it for it's kind of again, it is very cheap for the studios to do that. So like, they should I, definitely I, get again, like relocation for every season. Sure. Yeah. If if that's yeah. the case, especially because some of these shows like are bubble shows and you don't know what's getting picked up. Right. And you I, never know. I understand yeah. that. But he's so talking this, about here is like add airline tickets to fly back and forth to see your partners and children. Yeah. We pay yeah, for that hold, shit hold too. Me, of course you yeah. do. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. let me let me finish what I'm saying. Yeah. But so there's some of the stuff, and and again, not just him, but in general, because I'm you're never gonna take. I'm never gonna. I'm rarely gonna. Rarely. I'm not gonna say never. Rarely yeah. gonna take the side of the studios. Rarely. So a lot of the stuff that they talk about, well, I won't say a lot. Some of the stuff that I've heard and read that they have issues with, I understand. Mm -hmm. However. And this is with any union. This is with any type of entertainment industry. When you start airing your grievances in the way they do, even if you, you have a very good point, because mm -hmm. I think his point about some of the stuff is very good. You lose, you're not going to get sympathy from regular people. Right. And you honestly make yourself look like a douche, even though it again, like I said, I'm saying it again. Some of this stuff, I 100 percent think he has a very solid point right. on. Hundred percent. I'm just talking about what it looks like to regular people when they see actors, yeah. when they see athletes complaining. Oh yeah. Like you can't. You know what? Just do your. You know, if you want to strike, fine. And it, just if you're go, if you want to talk about it, talk about it in generalities. Right. Don't give specifics like this yeah. where, where people look at it and say, "Dude, are you serious right now? Are you real?" Are, get out of here with this crap so that's that's where i'm in mind of when i hear stuff like this it's not that they don't have good points right it's not that i, I can't see and, and acknowledge and say look you know on this you are absolutely right the studios are being absolute cheap asses which they are mm -hmm. you just lose a lot of your goodwill though and you can say you don't care well you know what else you're gonna care if people don't go to your, don't go watch your shows and watch your movies. Right. When so, and again, that's the that's right. the other goodwill that a lot of these people have lost, just by being involved with in Hollywood. Because well, all these, all of them aren't doing this. But when you talk about your fans, when you when you you, you give names to people mm -hmm. that just because they don't like something, and you call them bad names, stuff and stuff like this comes out. Right. Or it comes up. You're not going to have the sympathy. Yeah. You're so not. To to your point, right? You have these actors who come out and call fans names and, and say horrible things about fans. Uh, another person who responded to this was Anthony Rapp, who is one of those people, right? Who's uh, like, oh, you're a phobe, you're a whatever. Uh, he says, well, DB uh, Woodside is uh, very true. I experienced this over five seasons on the TV show as a regular I was on. One of the aspects of our business that has changed and one of the reasons we're striking. All right, he's talking about Star Trek Discovery. You were you were a regular 
on a show that was so so highly anticipated, it turned Paramount Plus into one of the best streaming services because of everything that they have on there. Because the first two seasons of Star Trek Discovery were were so well received. Yeah, because right? they were actually decent. they were they were good. Um, I like actually like the second season better than the first season. Um, the third season I had to tap out like four episodes in. Um, but like, dude, like don't, then don't be a series regular, just be a working actor. And if, if you're that hell bent about all of this stuff, only work in LA, only work in California, only work someplace where you can just commute to really easily. Mm -hmm. Not maybe not in another country. Um, yeah. Even Nick Searcy, who, you know, um, says this is correct in my experience as well. And again, like, uh, I'm assuming he's talking about justified when they shot on location in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of things shoot in Georgia. Um, same with Mark Pellegrino. Like, yeah, dude lived in Canada. He probably should have just lived in Canada, like for as long as he could, <laughs> yeah. because of everything he was on. That was a Canadian show. Um, right. Battlestar, Supernatural, um, being the tomorrow human, people, the tomorrow people, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, by the way, still like second best Lucifer of all time. Um, awesome. Yeah. John Glover is obviously the best. Uh, and then, okay. And this is the one that kind of bothered me is you have Alice Wetland or Wetterland. Um, so one, so she was on Silicon Valley and she's the one who essentially got from what I'm well, allegedly is the one who got TJ Miller fired from that show. Um, so she says here also because studios get insane da- tax breaks for hiring local talent, day player roles and guest stars rarely go to SAG after members anymore. They're just a lot less. There's just a lot less work for non A-list talent because the studios are outsourcing more submersible money. All right. If they're filming on location somewhere, they absolutely should be bringing jobs to that area for those guest and day player roles. Oh, absolutely. 100%, regardless of those people. And guess what? Those non-SAG AFRA members usually end up being able to join your union because of opportunities like that. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, one of the background dancers on Nick Cannon while and out, eventually you get a SAG card. Maybe make it harder to join your union. Wow, I didn't know that. Um. And then she goes on and she shares this thing and it says it's, it's from an unnamed Apple studio exec. So I'm going to say, take with the grainest of salt that you possibly can. The golden ticket for every major streamer is to be able to produce a show that looks like it was produced in the U S but it was shot overseas with non-union crews and only a handful of American actors or equity UK performers. If the conversation in common battle doesn't go global, They'll win and they'll run uh, they'll run with AI to the loss of many livelihoods. Every country with a film industry needs to regulate now to curb studios and execs greed to stop the exploitation of local and international crews and artists. Union strong global. Um, okay. I gotta say. Yeah. You were talking about how DB Woodside sounded you know what he said was disingenuous Mm -hmm. which again some of it is some of it isn't but oh this is the same thing on the face you're like oh you know they're looking out for the little this is so disingenuous because you know what 100 
you know what? Not one of these actors, if they got overpaid for something, would say, nah, uh, this, uh, you know, like this Alice is, it. I, I shouldn't be getting got overpaid for yeah. anything she's ever been in. You get, know, get out of here with this. So, and she, she followed that up with the greed is so unfathomably out of control that they would rather hire actors for a show who they don't have to pay union minimums for. No shit. Um, you know, and, and so real quick, cause like, that's a great segue to, to the next thing that I want to share, but like the comments in this article are great. Like now is not the time for actors to be trolling for sympathy. Real people who do actual work that keeps the country functioning are having trouble feeding their families and paying their mortgages, which means leads me to believe most Americans will not have an abundance of sympathy for people whose profession yeah. is playing make believe when they are very non-essential workers lament being unable to swing a second weekend in Napa because things are tight. And then I'm going to do the next comment and then I'm going to go to the, the Andrew Schultz thing. It says here, it sounds like your union priced you out of the market and now studios are trying to keep costs down in other areas they can still control. Yeah. Great. Which leads us to, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this on the, the pod. I'm going to share this to the podcast um, Twitter feed okay. and I'm going to pin it, but it says here um, it's from Andrew Schultz. So which, to be clear, I, I am not a huge Andrew Schultz fan. I was super excited when Daryl shared this for me and I realized I didn't have to listen to a stupid voice. Um, but th it's very interesting what he says. So it's, um, how many, is it five points? Yeah, he makes five points. Oh crap. Okay. So, uh, thoughts on the Hollywood strike. And again, this is from Andrew Schultz. The real issue. Oh, so we'll, we'll do one and then we'll talk about each point. How about that? Okay. That okay. Good. So uh, thoughts on the Hollywood strike. The real issue is that actors and writers want fair residual payments from the streamers in order to find what is fair for the stream. The streamers will need to share how many people are actually watching their shows. Herein lies the problem. Okay. So step one, the streamers do not accurately report what's being watched. No, not at all. Um, there, there's probably a fair bit of over reporting that goes on. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you feel about that? How does that make well, you feel, Daryl? Yeah, <laughs> I that's something that I've always thought, honestly. Mm -hmm. When I when I've heard them, and again, uh, sometimes they overreport, and then sometimes it's so it could be so bad that they're not going to even try to mention it. Mm -hmm. You saw this with the the Rings of Power, it, that yeah, you know, the first two weekends or whatever, you know, they're they're touting this and that, and then after that, you don't hear anything from Amazon about the numbers. I only know like 10 people who watched any of that. I don't know. I only I'm know one like of them. four people who finished it. I, I yeah, I, I can't get those two and a half hours or however long the first two episodes total were. I know. They, they were terrible. I'm so they glad that you watched it so I didn't have to. Terrible. Good God. Um, oh, by the but, way, speaking of terrible, just side note, congratulations, Charles Barkley. So proud of you, brother. So proud. <laughs> I mean, dude, at your age, making that decision and that announcement, huge, huge. Congrats, <laughs> buddy. Um, all right. So, yeah, I agree. All right. So I'm going to go on to the next one. So point two, my suspicion, my suspicion is that streamers are refusing to share the viewership numbers, not because they're being cheap, but because no one is watching and revealing extremely low viewership would kill the stock price. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. The, the, the days of like everybody watching 
House of Cards or Orange is the New Black are over because all of these um, studios, right, decided that they wanted their own streaming service. So it went back being to bifurcated like cable, but they also have mm-hmm. 250 cable channels to to uh, to go up against. Plus then like Peacock, Paramount Plus, Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. um, Tubi, which is free. Um, and all of your favorite stuff is not in one place anymore. Like when everything yeah. was on Netflix, yeah, Netflix did gangbusters because like, you just put on Netflix and you put the office on and it just streamed all day long. And then you got annoyed yeah. and it's like, are you still watching? Of course I'm still watching asshole. I'm just doing work while I'm watching. Just keep, yeah. keep with the funny business and, and quit asking me questions. <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm done. Right. I'll be done when I'm done. <laughs> if I want to watch all 200 episodes and then start over immediately, I will. <laughs> so anyway. Um, all right. So then, this leads into the third. If most of these streamers are losing money in an effort to gain market share, the only justification for their spending is their stock price being high. Once the stock prices tank with real viewership numbers, the streamers will have to cut back on spending. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you see that with a lot of stuff WB is doing. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they deep six the movie to get the tax write off. And oh, yeah. let's be honest, they really should have deep six to flash probably because they could have got a major tax write off instead of losing yeah. several, a couple hundred million dollars. I, I will say when, when I pull up iTunes movies and I see the flash on there and it's not in the, the top 10 things of most downloaded, I laugh. <laughs> yeah. Because again, you know, when we're watching it or if we're going to watch it, not oh, until it's on Max. I'm 100% going to watch it on Max because Max already got my money. So they're not getting anything extra from me. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I'm going to come on here and I'm going to give my honest and fair opinion. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, he's absolutely right with that as far yeah. as they see those numbers. They're like, oh, yeah. shit, we're going to really have to think like, about Look at what- the, um, the, the Kevin Smith He-Man revelations, right? That that bombed. It it never even made it into the top ten, other than the first day, on on yeah. Netflix. And then nobody watched the second one. The second one didn't make it into the top ten at all. Um. So yeah. so there's that. Okay. So number four, way less shows will be greenlit, and the budgets for those shows will be severely reduced, which means way less acting and writing gigs. Yeah. So these people are trying to strike themselves like. That said, it sounds like your union priced you out of the market. Now studios are trying to keep cost downs in other where other areas they can still control. Yes. And and you know what this means also? Less acting and writing gigs. So when you have that, when you have a cut budget and you know you have to not necessarily hit home runs, but hit right. consistent doubles, you know what you're not gonna do? You're not gonna pick up these people that are uh, don't have track records, right? Marvel, yeah, and sink and deep sick and sink your show mm-hmm. and sink Disney Plus because your shows are crap because these writers don't have the experience, or in other cases, they have the malice to, yeah, they, deconstruct hate, they hate the, the character, yeah, right. Okay, so here's the last one if the actors and directors strike, 
Well, the directors aren't going to strike. They already agreed. So anyway, if the actors and director strike is successful by making the streamers release their real viewership, the strike will essentially force streamers to hire less actors and directors. I think he means writers here because he talked about writers the rest yeah, of the time. I think he, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to paraphrase. If actors and writers, if the actors and writers strike is successful by making the streamers release real viewership, the strike will essentially force streamers to hire less actors and writers. So they'll be sinking striking themselves out of work. Just a hunch though. Um, I, I 100% agree with this, um, with what he's saying. Um, I, I've never, I have not been on the side of the, uh, the actors at all. Um, or the writers for that matter, because of what they do. For every show like The Bear, we have the entire slate of Disney Star Wars. Yes. Um, for every show like the first season of Justified, or the first series, Justified series, right? We have, um, shit, what was it called? I just lost my train of thought. I mean, but there's like, you know, there's just so much bad stuff out there right now. Um, like I don't have a Netflix subscription. I don't have a Disney subscription because there's nothing on either of those that I really want to watch. So there's no reason for me to pay for it. I have Peacock because of WWE and some of the cool older NBC stuff that I used to like. Yeah, it's, I think Prime puts out consistently good shows. Yeah. I think Hulu, if Hulu didn't have FX, if FX went back to being his own thing, I would just pay for FX. FX, yeah. Um, and hopefully they would have a commercial free plan. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's just like that. Or you know what? If worse comes to worse, I would just watch YouTube. I don't need any of this other stuff anymore. Like yeah. we could turn into a podcast that just talks about other YouTubers and podcasters, which I don't want to do because like I don't really right. like that. That's not really the type of stuff that I watch. But hey, brothers got to eat. If I'm, yeah, and if if I'm honest, there is a lot of stuff on and talking about the strike. If they if they did this strike and we didn't have any new content, movies or TV shows for a year, for say for example, you know how sad I would be. Right. Because I have a shit ton of stuff that is still in my queue that I'm ready to watch. Right. And I, I just started watching it. You know, I finished this show that I started last year, uh, this anime. And, oh, it's Netflix anime, mm -hmm. and it was really good. And I, for whatever reason, I stopped watching it. It was only six episodes. But right. there's plenty of stuff out there for me to watch. And it's just kind of like when we talk about comic books and how bad comics are now. There's plenty of back issues of stuff to reread if I want to read comics. I'm not buying this, this some of this shit that's out there now. Right. But there's plenty of good stuff that I remember reading that I have or that I can go and find and read. And it's the same thing with movies and TV shows. Mm -hmm. It's, again, I, I'll liken this back to the, to the baseball. During baseball strike almost killed the sport. The only thing that brought it back was the home run race between Mark McGuire and and Sammy. Uh, I was almost say Sammy Guevara. Wrong. You're Sammy wrong. Sosa. It's, it's not just that. Steroids yeah. brought it back. Well, let me, let me. I didn't finish. I was like, but both of those guys were juiced out of their minds 
But it wasn't, and, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't but, just, it wasn't just them being juiced. It was Roger Clemens. It was Andy Pettit. Yeah. It was, you know, but, it was the pitchers but, who were all of a sudden throwing 98 miles an hour into the but sixth But that's not inning. what brought, that's not what brought viewers to, to watch sure, sure. baseball. It was the, it's always going to be chicks did the long ball. <laughs> that's what brought baseball back. Yeah, but Greg and Maddox again, and Tom Glavin put in the work. Oh, they, no, you're, you're absolutely right with that. But what I'm no, saying I'm talking is about that commercial, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that commercial. So, anyway. But what I'm saying is this is the, the this is the direction you're going, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You already have a lot of people who have very good reasons not to trust, not to like, or not to invest in you. And when you do this, you're only going to get more people to say, you know what? I, I don't need this. I don't I don't need oh, to yeah. pay for this. There's plenty like I just said, there's plenty to do. Hey, I can go outside and touch grass. I can, you know, throw on my PS5. I can do all this other stuff. I can check YouTube, just like you said. And again, you're not, and a lot of these people are not going to come back. Right. That's the thing. You look at Star Wars. You you mentioned earlier Disney Star Wars. I I mentioned I watched Andor, and I thought not just for as a Star Wars. I thought Andor was a solid show overall. First few episodes were very boring and very plotting. But especially the second half of the season, it, I thought it was very good television. Mm-hmm. Do you know why it didn't do these numbers? It's because of everything of Star Wars that had come before it. And people were like, I'm not coming back to it. It doesn't matter right. what they put out. I'm not coming back. And Andor suffered for that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, which I thought was a very good movie, suffered because of all the crap that Marvel put out before it. That's the thing yeah, when you're doing Gu- this. But Guardians was so Guardians three was good enough that it had legs, it, it did, had word of mouth, and it made that, money. That's a, which is that's, is a, that's a very good, very I'm talking about like, opposite of yeah Marvel, right? I, I'm t- but like that 118 million, I think it was 118 that first four yeah. days or something like that. It definitely underperformed oh, where yeah. I thought it should have been a lot higher, but it's because of what came before it. Mm-hmm. And so these what these what these people are doing. You got to be very careful because what is going to happen? Yes, you're going to get this new contract, or maybe after, and maybe it might be a month from now, it might be six months. But the longer it goes, the more people you're going to lose. Right. The more, the more, I, the less eyes are going to be on your product, which means mm-hmm. the studios are going to have to spend less. They're going to have to cut budgets because less people are coming in and watching your stuff. So be very careful with what you're doing. Yeah, you can say, hey, we want to be on the right side of history or whatever. Again, the right side of history when you're talking about unions in Hollywood, that's a joke because that means nothing in the long run in real life. Right. So don't act like it is. And again, I know a lot of these, this is your profession. So I understand sticking up for your profession, but there's a way to do it without looking necessarily down on on normal people or whining on social media while normal people are struggling. That's what I'm saying, and that's what some of these people have to be smarter about doing than what they're doing. It doesn't matter if you're right. That's the thing. Some, you know, some, sometimes being right is all people want to be. Read right. the room, yeah. though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, in, in you know, D.B. Woodside, probably not the person you want as your mouthpiece like who is he like like yeah you could make the argument that oh he's exactly who it should be because he's a quote-unquote working actor but again like if you want like he's got the right look like he could like mm-hmm. like why aren't you going out for like 
Why, why isn't your agent putting you out for Blade? Because you look like Blade. Mm -hmm. Like he probably he might have actually yeah. been a good, pretty decent Blade. Um, I think he would have been actually, to be honest. He what? I like back in the day. I think he actually would have been a decent. He wouldn't have been obviously. He wouldn't have been. I mean, he would have been better than Sticky Fingers. Let's oh yeah, let's like the best that that's left. <laughs> you know, I watched I watched one of those episodes not too long ago because it was in my like because they were free on iTunes back in the day when that was on Spike TV. So bad, yeah, so bad. <laughs> oh, I tr I tried to watch the first episode when it first came out. I was like, I'm, I'm well, out. They tried to I'm remake out. the movie in an hour episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, but no, it, it's yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like. Like you said, read the room. Um, but here's the problem is a lot of these people can't read the room because all they can do is read scripts. Probably yes. not even that well. So they're 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 looking at these scripts and they're they're being told what to say, where to stand, uh, how to emote, that kind of thing. And, and yeah, like and it's and you're right, to it's get paid to pretend. Yeah, and it's the same way with athletes they've done in with strikes or almost yeah. strikes it's the same exact mm -hmm. mindset where they think that what they're fighting for and i'm using this in quotes because when you're making eight and again i'm not talking about i'm just talking about overall again when you bring it out to the public this mm -hmm. is the thing when you bring your your grievances out to the public because let's be honest they're trying to win public support that's yes. what they're trying to right. do anytime you do that you absolutely lose me uh, uh, lose credibility i should say not necessarily lose as fans necessarily right. you lose credibility with people like us because we understand that as entertaining as you may be, as good at your job as you may, your job, let's uh, to be honest, in the grand scheme of things, means nothing. Right. It means nothing compared to someone who is 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 tasked with running a nuclear reactor, hmm. someone who is tasked with running the electric of a city, or things like that. It someone who's mean farming food, F who's farming yeah. food, all of that stuff. That stuff. That's the stuff that means things. The actual or the the teachers that are actually good, that actually care about students, that want their students to succeed, and not you know trying to run psyops, the teacher, the really good teachers, those are the ones that are doing the important jobs. People like that, not you as an actor, not right. you as an athlete. Right. Now I will say, you know the good ones, they do help bring in more jobs in that industry. Sure. I would be stupid not to, to recognize that and not to applaud that as an ancillary benefit of what they do. But overall, just again, think about what you're saying and think about how it's perceived and think about the people that are going to read that. That's too, again, social media is, is a big problem with everything. But overall, even if you have a good point, there's a way to make that point without putting yourself, even if it's accidentally, right. above everyone else. Your grievance is above everyone else, above people that are truly struggling in life, mm -hmm. not what you all are doing. Yeah. I, I don't have anything more I can say to that. I think that's where we leave this episode. Thank you all for eight years. Thank you, Daryl, for three, a little over three. Yep. 
Uh, everybody's March ever been, 2020, I believe. Yeah. Everybody's ever been a guest. Everybody's who ever been a uh, thanks to Casey Bellman, Matt Mitchell for filling in when when it was needed. That was great. Uh, thanks to to Aaron and Roma Collectibles and Kenny from the toy department. You guys have been amazing supporters of the show. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. Shout out to the What's on Joe Mind podcast, um, or uh, as I like to call it, What Joe Talking About. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, for, for all the help and then, you know, um, all things good and nerdy. Thanks for like helping me get started back in the day when I had questions about like audio interfaces and mixes and microphones and stuff like that. But yeah, like, thank you to everybody. Eight cool. years. And here's to another eight. Here's yeah, eight more. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. you gotta, you gotta start coming in, in doing them in person then. If you want eight more years, <laughs> well, well, it's it's not going to be like this in eight, eight years from now. It's going to be a lot bigger, a lot better. Yep, yep. All right. On that note, thank you all. We'll be back next week. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>